right hello and welcome back to life is a drag this is our sixth main episode and we'll be reviewing rupaul's drag race season 13 episode 6 disco mentory there is a lot to get into um as i'm sure you know when you get into this the production went crazy this episode so we have a lot to talk about come in they're they want to unpack after untucked we did our bonus episode if you haven't listened to our bonus episode about last week's untuck you should listen to it we get into it it. um but a lot happened so they need to unpack um basically both tamisha and candy defend their position both of them kind of like stick to their guns and like i feel how i feel um and that's kind of how it goes (laughs) And so much what Yuriko was saying, like a lot of it was just blown out of proportion. And I think, um, you know, especially because like I said last time, attentions are high, you know, so I'm, so it's just like, I think that they're just very much, you know, deep in their feels. And it was very funny. Like, I don't know why they thought they could ask like, so is everybody cool now? Like, obviously this just happened an hour ago. Like, right. It is so funny to me too. Olivia is like, I have she does it later this episode too, but Olivia is such a she did it untucked. She's yes. such a good low-key shit starter with stuff. Like that's what kills me is that she seems very innocent, but she's such a little instigator. She's like, so how are we feeling? It is so funny. And ba- they get to a moment where Candy basically is like, okay, I'll mind my business. You mind your business. We don't have to talk. We don't have to whatever. And it starts to get heated again. She's saying that kind of angry. And Tamisha also gets mad at this. And she's like, you don't have to tell me that. I know I'm a grown ass woman. And that's basically how it ends. And then Elliot yeah. has an annoying ass line where she's like, so what's for dinner? Like, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, um, it, it it was tense, and I'm just I was like I was like these these people are very stubborn. They're not just gonna move past it. So it was very naive for the for Olivia to think that. But you know, I I but I do think that um it was good to just end it at that point because it was like it wasn't going anywhere. And the clear was very tense. Right. So let's just get out of drag and just calm down for a minute. So the next day, the queens enter the workroom, and you know, and it's funny because they're like, "Can we all just admit that we just want to like move on?" From the- <laughs> First of all, literally only them two had drama, so I don't know why they're right. doing Can we all just move on? Like, you know, just say that. Ask, just ask Tina and Candy. I mean, ask Tamisha and Candy how they feel. You know, um, right? And I think at this point, they were they were just like, hmm, "No, like, <laughs> right?" Because at this point, it's probably been a weekend. Like, it's yeah. probably been like literally like two or three days since this has all went down um and it's hilarious too because when they do this whole let's just leave the drama last week noticeably tamisha and candy are silent like they're not saying anything about this because again which uh, it kind of makes me respect them because they are just leaving it as as it was like they don't really want to get back into it this episode and i think they they talk about it a little more as things go down but i do think both of them choosing to stay silent was kind of like the mature thing to do in this situation. Um, So yeah, they do kind of just like blow past it in a way. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's fair. It's like, I I rather that than them be saying like, oh, we're friends and everything. It's like, it's okay to, it it shows the fans. It's okay to people have people to find some people to be mad afterwards, you know, like you don't have to act like you're, you're feeling some type of way. You don't have to act like everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Everything's not okay. It's not okay. And it's okay to harbor feelings for a minute, especially we know after the end of the episode too, you know? 
It's like it's okay to to uh, let things simmer for a minute. Yeah, and I think definitely when we see them talk about it more later on, and as as the episode ends, um, at least from what I've seen on social media too, neither of them have really been like rehashing this in the way that like the Candy Elliot drama has been rehashed yeah. on social media. So I definitely do think that shows that that moment was literally just a moment. Like it yeah. it wasn't it wasn't any type of way. Um, and they do quickly move on as, as Rue has her little thing and announces. Um, everything that's going on, her little clues, and they get into a mini challenge, <laughs> another good old product placement. Okay. Because they have to make, <laughs> they got to make dresses out of wallpaper. I don't remember the company's name, but it's some company that does yeah, home decor. Um, and that's what they do. What's interesting about this mini challenge is that the pairs that they choose for this mini challenge are also going to be their pairs for the episode. They are yet to know what the main challenge is, but they choose their pairs. Um, and so basically, I'll read off the pairs. We have Utica and Olivia, Denali and Rose, Lala Ri and Simone, Elliot and Tamisha, and then there's a group of three, which is to nobody's surprise, Candy, Tina, and Mick. Yes, the mean girls. And um, <laughs> Tamisha, you know, she immediately turns to Utica, but um olivia had already like put her hand on you to go it's very much mm-hmm. like you know in high school when it'd be like all right so guys pick partners and you'd be look at your friend like and they're like and then there's somebody walks up like can I be your partner like oh i already said i was gonna be partner no you didn't you just want to be friends with- <laughs> you know what i mean literally uh, so then tamisha's like oh okay so she gets stuck with elliot and then they kind of go into this whole thing about how you know it was like elliot tamisha are always at the bottom of the barrel because like can people underestimate them or people just don't really vibe or click with them mm-hmm. whatever whatever and I think also just in, just in the fact of a lot of these queens have gotten close. I mean, Denali and Rose, Utica and Livia, um, Lalaurie and Simone, like Candy, Tina, and Mick, especially like these are these these queens have already been forming these close bonds. And, and I feel like it was a little bit. I mean, not, not maybe not on purpose, but like you know, Tamisha and definitely got ostracized a little bit just for you know for being older and everything. And I think Elliot, we all know why she ostracized. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I so I think these pairs make sense, and I just feel like you know it, it didn't have to happen, and you know it could have worked in Tamisha's favor, given given what the main challenge is. But yeah, yeah. What's interesting too to me about these pairs is that these these are queens that are just close in the workroom. Like we see them getting ready by each other and friends, but they're all from different areas. Like they're none of them are really queens that knew yeah. each other that well outside of Drag Race. Like Utica and Olivia, not from the same city obviously not whatever denali and rose again not from the same city maybe have heard of each other but weren't friends yeah. same with la re and simone same with candy tina and mick like tina said she honestly had a bad impression of candy yeah. going in so i think that these pairs are really interesting um in the way that bonds like form on drag race and we've talked time and time again about how interesting those bonds can be after the show but i just thought that was interesting that these are the close friendships we're seeing and like all of them are just based in what's going on in the workroom and not who they know in real life. Um, This challenge, (laughs) the mini challenges are never like giving what they need to, unless it's the, the, the reading challenge basically. Yeah. Um, it's it's whatever i never laugh at these really what really threw me is the tiger king reference i was like oh my god like this was actually filmed during covid because that was like yeah. the first big thing of like covid was tiger king and yeah. whatever and i was like not not this tiger king reference 
And it's and and it fun. It's funny because uh, Tamisha and Ellie, who made the Tiger King reference, end up actually winning the challenge. And I fully sure the only one just because Tiger King was so topical, and they thought it was still going to be topical by the time it came out. Because <laughs> love, love Tamisha, but it wasn't funny. Um, and it was. It, I don't know. This episode. It, it made me cringe a little bit. Like I don't know what it was. It was just cringy. So I was just like, so they won. I was like, yeah, they really were expecting Tiger King to still be hot, 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 and baby. It's not a not. Okay. It's cr- it's crazy because like a reference to Tiger King almost feels more outdated to me now than if you were to reference something from like the early two thousands. Oh, like, T. It just feels years ago. Um, it feels like um like what do they call like a, like a, a poor reach or something like that? Like you know, it's just like okay, you really do. You really it was a cheap joke. A cheap joke. <laughs> it's what I love too is how much Rue loves it. Rue was like, Carol Baskin? Did you just say, like, Rue was so yeah. proud that she knows who Carol Baskin is. Like, Rue finally got her, her one her reference from the uh, from the 2010, 2020s. Literally, it's, it's tragic. I, I am so scared of how many, like, Joe Exotics or Carol Baskins we're going to see in Snatch Game, and I hope there are none. I don't want to see any. I, I hope don't. there are none. I hope there are none. Let's I don't. just let it rest. It was cute in those moments. <laughs> It's enough. We're about to come up on a year of it. We're good. We're good. Oh, good Lord. I, that thought just occurred to me and it was oh, horrifying. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Misha and Elliot win the challenge with uh, their Tiger King jokes. And basically they end up finding out that the Maxi Challenge is a disco documentary, which like documentary in like the loosest sense. Like, I don't even know why they called it that because it's on stage. Like it's a yeah. live performance. It's yeah. not filmed. Like it's basically a rusical. Like I don't understand why it was. It was necessary. I think. I think literally just 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 documentary all off the basis of rooting a voiceover and putting some pictures from the seventies that got from Google Images, and was like, it's a it's a it's a, dis- a discomentary. Like <laughs> it would have been cool if it was like filmed. Like like I don't mm-hmm. know. How, I never. I don't know. I don't think we ever had a film dancing challenge. But um, besides like the, like, I don't the top think so. Ones, yeah. But, like, I would be interested in seeing it actually filmed, you know, and they could have actually had a little bit more of acting in it too. But yeah, that it was definitely just a disco dancing challenge. <laughs> That's essentially what it is. Yeah. And each of the groups have a different chapter, basically, yes. in the history of disco. So Candy, Tina, and Mick have the birth of disco. Elliot and Tamisha have disco and sex, which I literally laughed out loud about because I was like, there is no contestant on the show right now that I associate less with sex than Elliot. Like, yeah, yeah, that really to me, I was like, she she's really gonna have to sell it. Um, Studio 54 is Olivia and Utica, which like you really luck out <laughs> with that one because yeah. yeah, some of these other chapters, um, there's disco fashion. And that's Denali and Rosé, which was another chapter where I'm like, I guess, like. Yeah, and we'll get into their fashions because I didn't even realize <laughs> disco fashion and love. I y'all know I love Denali, but dot dot dot. Dot 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 for sure. And then the last one is disco sucks, um, and that's Alala Re and Simone, um, which is a tragedy that those two queens had to get the like anti-disco yeah. one because whatever um so that's basically how it unrolls and they get into prepping whatever whatever Um, and there's some there's some interesting moments that happen as they're preparing for the challenge yeah so uh you so Utica and um, Olivia are just getting ready you know trying stuff on and then Tina's like they cut Tina and Tina has like her big red wig on that I think she wore in the um like for her like brown bag uh look 
and uh, Yuruka's like she like whispers to Olivia like wow that hair actually makes um <laughs> the hair actually makes Tina look small and <laughs> Olivia is the producer of the season honey and she's like say it to her say it to her out loud and I was like Olivia it's messy so she so Yuruka goes <laughs> Yuruka goes Tina that hair makes you look small and I don't know why that's it just gave me very much like little boy like giving his first comeback and it was it was it was cute and it was funny like Utica is is it's so pure I was gonna say you can tell that that is not like it does not come naturally to her on the other hand Tina's response is all I have to do to look small is go stand next to Lala like she's ready like that's immediately the vibe that she's on yes um it's just so funny um after that we get more of just like rue talking to the girls as she always does um and there's some interesting little tidbits yeah. that come out this time as she's talking to denali and rose we find out that like we've known that denali is a figure skater and does that professionally uh, but we find out that she did it on cruise ships like paid jobs rue's yeah. mind is like blown that they have figure skating on a ship i i kind of was too i was like how yeah can, like how rich people i'm, I'm telling okay. you okay baby the way i i haven't even been on a ship baby i want to see okay uh, like they got they have whole ice rinks i can't i can't i can't <laughs> um and we also get a moment after this between rue and rose which is interesting mm-hmm. rue brings up that rose almost won last week and then says like how do you plan on winning this week and rose said that she wants to let go Rue takes no moment to pause and says that's exactly what you need to do because you've been closed off and people do not fall in love with closed off they fall in love with vulnerable like Rue is like insecurity maybe one thing Mama Rue's gonna do is try to find your insecurity so that you can get some you get some tears on this television so she can win this Emmy it's like and it because it's funny because it's like I mean, I think we all at this point know that, you know, Rue loves a tearjerker mommy. He loves doing those corny. Mm-hmm. What would you say to your childhood? You know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> like, I I don't know. I, I'm, I have mixed feelings about this because I'm just like, on one hand, I do understand. I mean, like, you know, we don't want to see somebody who is just pretty and perfect all the time and whatever. I mean, like, even the, even like, you know, the way, you know, Rue and the fan reception of uh, Jan last season, you know, Jan was just too perfect, trying trying too hard, you know? So I do think, I understand that it could be a little bit like, okay, we don't want to see this person win because they have no layers, but mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be perfect, especially when we have queens who are, who have no problem being perfect and, and they got scot-free. I mean, an Aquarius, as perfect example, Aquarius never really had like a, as far as I can remember, never really had mm-hmm. like a deep, oh my gosh, I'm crying moment and she still won. I mean, you know what I mean? I think it's nothing, I just don't understand why it's like, okay, if, if you are, if you strive for confidence, strive for perfection, then it's like, okay, well, then you're not being vulnerable enough. And it's also only been six episodes. I mean, what do you really want Rosé to do? Do you want Rosé to be pissed that, that, uh, that Mick won last week when it was clear that it was supposed to be Utica's challenge to win. I mean, like, I don't really, right. I don't really know what, what it's hard to know what Rue wants from girl from the girls, you know? It is. And it's so arbitrary. I'd have to rewatch season six, but like Bianca Del Rio is the mm. one winner is, is one of those that people hold that like you knew from the minute that she set foot yeah. in that competition that she was going to win basically. I don't recall them ever saying she was too closed off or she wasn't vulnerable enough. Cause she certainly didn't have any moments where she was crying or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't understand. It's they're so selective about it because mm-hmm. I don't feel that Rose is being super closed off. Like yeah. I think she jokes a lot and has like 
I don't know. I that's it, it's just one yeah. of those things where it's clear they need to find something about every queen. Yeah. Um, and and that's what they're gonna point out about Rose. And I really hope it's not something that they just like harp on and don't let go because I would hate to see Rose go home over like a made up critique. Yeah, yeah. Um so <laughs> baby, <laughs> Rue is going Wikipedia on these girls. So it's Candy, Mick, and Tina's group. And I don't know. I think she just loves, like, picking with them. I think she does, like, she does. I think she has a little bit, like, an affinity for New York Queens, you know, because she did grow up in yes. New York life, nightlife. So they are, so they're coming up. And then she asks um, Tina. She's like, okay, so Tina, like, name your top three disco songs. And uh, so so Tina names one, and she gets the artist wrong. And everyone's immediately like, um, um, that's not, that's not Thelma. That's not Thelma. No, no. And she's like, <laughs> oh, oh, um, that's, okay, yeah. And this song, that's actually by Thelma. That's why I originally. She's like, yeah, that's that's Thelma. That's Thelma. <laughs> like, it kills me too because she. What is it? It's I. It's I will survive. That Tina ends up saying too. Yeah. And then she says like by Diana Ross, and then she's yeah. like, but it wasn't originally by her. It was a cover. Yeah, it was a cover it by Gloria like, Gaynor. We don't. And then and then she does. <laughs> um. And then then she asks Candy. So she's like, Candy, what what's the difference between um Diana Ross and Donna Summer? First of all, what does that even mean? What, what do you That's want me to point I'm out the wondering. Like, they're two different people. Like, like, like what? I don't like, know. I don't understand do. that at all. But my favorite, favorite part. <laughs> I just love when Mick talks to Rue. Like, Mick is actually a little bit charismatic. Like, Mick was like, yes. So she's like, um, so she's like, okay, so Mick, what is your um, like, what what was your favorite, like, you know, oh, what are some of your favorite disco songs? Oh no, she's like, do you have any? And then Mick goes. Mm, I'm sure they're up there, up in there somewhere, but I think I'm just gonna keep them to myself right now. <laughs> and I was cackling with Ruby because that is smart. Ru, like you know, if mm-hmm. and when in doubt, make Ru laugh. Just do it. Just do it at this it, point. Literally, and that, it, Candy does pretty much the same thing. Yeah. She's like, no, yeah, like no, yeah. And then Ru's like, so yeah or no? And she's like, no, isn't yeah. And then Rude is just like hysterical at that point. Um, and that, that's the safest way to go. I don't know what it is. I think this season more than any other. Rue is so on this like I want to make these girls look stupid like mm-hmm. she oh, is very on that this season it's called um, Jester it, it is hilarious it is so funny how much she is trying to make these girls look bad um, I don't blame her I no listen hey, when, you, when you got money that's what you can do you make the little poor people do your, <laughs> do your little jump and dance and, and do the little dance um and speaking of dance we get into the choreography and there's a new choreographer this time. I apologize because I know I'm going to say his last name wrong. I do not speak Spanish, but it's Miguel Zarate. Um, yeah, yeah. He's the new choreographer. Listen, I loved him on the show. I yes. thought he was so charismatic. So I, I did a little goog and I found out that he has choreographed for Rihanna, Miley Cyrus, Lady Gaga, Britney Spears, Demi Lovato, Azalea Banks, iconic, Gag. Adam Lambert, Pussycat Dolls, etc. etc. So he like he stacked. Yeah. Um this is his first time on Drag Race because I was I was like, have we seen him before? Um, yeah. But no, I said just he was such a charmer to me. Yes. I'm like, you know, he was so. Cute. I like women. I like women, but I was like, okay, like no, <laughs> I guess. I loved it. I loved when he was like, uh, when he was like, you're thrusting with your hips. I'm thrusting with my dick, and I was just like, okay, yeah, I, I would have so much fun with him. I think that they're doing. I think it's good to get an array of um, 
our, our choreographers, you know, I do love my Jamal Sims, my Capricorn man. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it felt good. He, he was fun. He was he wasn't like you know rude or hard on the girls. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I I, lo- I loved it a lot. Yeah, he he was nice. Choreography. We, we don't have to get again like with all the challenges, we don't have to get into every detail of how they perform because a lot of times how they are doing here is how they do in the main challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that is interesting in all of this is Tamisha and Elliot. um, They're one working with hula hoops, which like, what is the point? And their sex, like their category is sex and they're working with hula hoops. I can't, I can't. I don't even understand like okay um basically in all of this Elliot as as we've you know we saw in the first episodes that they had a real challenge Elliot is a trained dancer so she's like getting this choreography very easily Tamisha is also experienced with dance but she's struggling and we find out this episode that Tamisha has been working with an ostomy bag on her stomach which like she describes it as basically like an open wound and she hasn't told anybody about it because she says that she doesn't want to seem like she's receiving any kind of like special treatment. Right. <sighs> this I, is something I we could do a whole episode on this because I think that that's it's one aspect of drag race that is really difficult because they don't have a lot of accommodations for disabled queens or queens who just have like different capabilities with their bodies I mean we saw it with Evie and her Mm -hmm. condition where she just kept feeling like she had to push herself or she was going to be judged poorly and I mean like we see this episode and they they don't judge Tamisha any differently and I personally don't think that's okay I don't think it's okay to judge her on the same level when she is literally just capable of doing less than the other girls. And that yeah. isn't a, that isn't an insult on her drag. No. And I'm sure there's a lot of other drag queens who are disabled or have other kinds of disabilities that would get in the way of them being able to go far in this competition. It's just something that we should keep in mind and talk about. Cause it yeah. made me really feel for Tamisha. She's recovering from cancer and is still dealing with injuries yeah. that I wish that Queens didn't feel this pressure to just like, work through the pain at like risk to their own health yeah as somebody um as somebody who um had a, had a colostomy bag like literally for like the first like i think like four months of my life three months of my life and like it was definitely like a a damper on my mother you know and it's like i just know for a fact that it's not easy especially on top of that already having like problems with her legs mm-hmm. due to the cancer so it's like you either have to hold a space for the disabled queens or you just have to straight up don't because you know it's like because these because i think invisible disabilities sometimes really does damper mm-hmm. on on the fact of like and also sometimes we have disabled queens who are and then they're like oh don't use that as an excuse you know and it's just like you have to be mindful of of of, of, of who you bring on the show you know and it's like and you and you have to try to try to make it as even as possible you know i mean like there's no point inviting her back if you were just going to you know um, not accommodate her. Exactly. And I think, I, I mean, we, again, there's multiple Queens that we've seen this with what I think of so strongly too, is how many Queens don't audition because they know that their disability would not be accommodated to. Yeah. And that's really unfortunate. Like there's like, there are Queens who have invisible disabilities. There are Queens with significant mobility disabilities who still do amazing drag that, yeah. you know, should have this type of platform. So it kind of sucks. I I don't know if it's a conscious thing. Our society is very just like 
not accepting and accommodating to disabled people in general. I just think that it's a conversation that is coming up again and again mm-hmm. that just like eventually we need to do something about and we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's unfortunate and that's kind of where she struggles with. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I also, um, it was crazy because she like, the, the Queens didn't even find out until this episode aired. Like they were tweeting like, wow, like I didn't know about this. Like to this day, like she didn't like, you, they when they when we found out they found out like she really kept that to the end yeah and uh, i it makes me sad that that's something that you know she genuinely felt like she didn't yeah. want to tell because she didn't want the impression that she was getting special treatment even though accommodating somebody's disability or somebody's like health is not special treatment it's literally yeah. just whatever <laughs> it's just it's a it's a larger conversation yeah. to have yeah. um Moving on, we just to like again breeze through some of these things. Yeah. Rose and Denali are killing it. They're do they're picking up the choreo Easy. really well. And um Miguel and both of them say that they have the most difficult choreography. And you know, you can tell both yeah. of them are like really high level. Um <laughs> one thing that's really funny to me in all of this is Lala Ree. I just have like her confessionals are the best this season. They are so funny. Um, Because Utica and uh, Olivia work with flags, and Utica's really struggling. You like, this is something I'm going to talk about later too, but Utica is just like skinny and and gangly, lanky. Like, that's what she, like, that's just her body. Yeah. But she's really struggling with this flag, and it does look a little silly. And Lala Re is cracking up like as they're practicing she's cracking up and in confessionals as she's remembering it she's literally like like can't breathe she's laughing so hard it is so funny yeah it was it was funny because and it's the truth like it was this little piece of fabric is fucking my sis up and and you know i just think that on top of that, I don't think Utica's always anyway the strongest dancer. So, mm-hmm. and compared to like Olivia, who you look over Olivia, Olivia is just like lay out and kick, and you know, and then you see you guys like one and two and three. <laughs> it, it was it was definitely funny. This is always my worst nightmare. As we've mentioned before, we both did theater. I'm not a natural dancer. My theater background was more in acting. That's where okay. I felt strongest. She was an actor. In no means was I a dancer. So every time there was a dance audition where we had to learn choreo yeah. really fast, I literally thought I was just going to break down in tears. Like, <laughs> I feel so much for these queens that look like this. Yeah. Because that's exactly what I look like. Ridiculous. I just want to say I was the opposite. Um, but <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I was the Denali Rose. <laughs> no, but no, it's hard. And like, I'm so glad that they do get more time than what is shown because especially when you have like more of a technical like mm-hmm. you know dance like a rose and denali it's like you gotta get this an hour uh yeah i'm gonna have to think, you know but like it really it, it's great to know that they get a little bit more time so that way like they can at least you know um have a stronger performance than what we see originally mm-hmm. and that basically closes us off for what we see before elimination day and the challenge yes let's take a little break <laughs> Are you watching us on YouTube? But think to yourself, I would love to listen on the go while I hit the gym, while I take a stroll. Have I got the answer for you? Wow. You can find <laughs> our podcast in audio form on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. We are literally everywhere that you can listen to a podcast. If you want to get all of these links and more, you can go to anchor.fm slash L-I-A-D podcast. Again, anchor.fm forward slash L-I-A-D podcast. Listen, and if you're listening and think, wow, they sound really hot, you can check us out on YouTube at Life is a Drag. Because <laughs> we are. So it's elimination day now, and I, I I love when they come in. Like first of all, Mick is literally carrying. Who who is Mick carrying? Uh, it was. I thought it was. I thought it was Rose. Yeah. Or was that at the beginning of the episode? It might. At one point, they're doing something. At one point, Ro, I know for sure Rose comes in with got Mick on her back. Like Rose yes. runs in the work room. Yeah, that happens at one point. <laughs> And I was like, okay, they're having fun, period. So um, they go to get ready. And then Candy, Mick, and Tina, you know, of course, they've they been eating clothes. And, you know, they, they, they've been a little bit uh, catty and chatty, honey. So they're like, okay, we, we need a name for ourselves. So then they're, they go like, one, two, three, put their hands in. And they're like, okay, Mean Girls on three. And Mick is, like, rolling her eyes, like, oh, my gosh, this is so dumb. And Candy and Tina are like, we're living for it, you know? What and- kills me about this is that Tina thinks it's the most original thing in the world. <laughs> In her little confessional, she goes, move over, dream girls. Make way for the mean girls. And I'm like, Tina, I I love you, but I need you to realize that, like, there was a very popular, iconic teen movie that came out in the early 2000s called Mean Girls. Like, that's also just, like, a common phrase. Like, yeah, you didn't necessarily create that based on dream girls. Yeah, <laughs> it was you- just funny to me. Like, she really thought that they just made this up. Yeah, you're not the first gay to uh to know me and girl reference. I hate to break it to you. Um and you know, so so they're getting ready and we get our uh somber story of the night, um, <laughs> which is um about Livia. And we find out that she was almost 300 pounds, I think like middle school, high school around, mm-hmm. and um she was teased a lot because she was in marching band and she was saying that um like holding the flags reminder of color guard because she always wanted to be in it, but she was a marching band and she got teased a lot for her weight. And then, um, like, she went to the doctor and her mom, like, heard, like, that she was obese. And, like, at that point, like, her mom put her on trigger warning, uh, strict diets and, 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 and things like that. And, right, and then she went into theater and was able to, like, find herself. And it turned into that eventually led to drag and basically, like, you know, that just really helped her find herself and be mm-hmm. comfortable with who she is, like, um, like skinny or not. And I thought this was again another thing I could relate to. I mean, I did theater. I'm I, I, I'm thicker, um, and I was just like I, I found that so I don't know that that was very endearing, and it wasn't anything that was too you know like. So then my mom was hit by a car, and you know, and I was like, this is great. This is natural. Like it, it mm-hmm. didn't feel forced, and yeah, I just thought that was a that was, that was a nice story. Yeah, I always appreciate just like hearing the queen's background because again, drag is like. A, a persona they mm-hmm. put on so like any of these little like tidbits they give us about their own life is not something that you usually get from from drag so I really appreciate them kind of like humanizing these people and reminding the often very toxic fans that like okay. <laughs> these are human beings with like real lives and backstories um and we kind of get into that with candy too which I think mm-hmm. we we needed this episode after so many people were so hard on candy about how she acted and untucked um, and Candy kind of talks about how 
her her biggest battle basically is with her inner demons um she says that when she was younger her mom was in and out of jail all the time and so she was kind of felt the need to be defensive a lot because she felt like she had to be street tough um and she says that this is a lot of times like why she comes off so defensive or is, is so quick to think that something is an attack um and she mentions her fight with Tamisha like she says that she felt like that was a setback because that's not a place that she's been in in so long and for me I really I really felt that I think that this backstory again because a lot of queens are coming from backgrounds that are a lot of times disadvantaged financially. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're in neglected communities that don't have a lot of resources. They're dealing with things like mass incarceration and how that affects their own personal yeah. family and life. And so I thought that this was a moment that again, just showed like showed people that like sometimes people are the way they are for a reason. And maybe that's why candy was a little defensive and why she can be a little defensive and that's fine. Um, And I really appreciate this because I think Tamisha clearly heard her. Like it was Mm -hmm. something that was said to the whole room. And although they didn't say it directly, I think that was a moment that really reminded Tamisha, like, okay, I come from a similar background to this girl. Um, Because Tamisha herself starts to get into, again, another backstory she has that she grew up in the projects and it's immediately after Candy was talking. So I think she was like, listen, I see you and I see that we are coming from a similar place. Yes. So, um, yeah, so Tamisha gets into how uh, Miss Kemp uh, was the lady in her group that started a little dance on the cheer team and everything. And <laughs> Tamisha would, would, like, would go and practice and she, could, and she could flip and she could do splits and she could do cartwheels. And she heard, I think her, her nickname on the team was Booty and Denali was like, yeah, I see it. And I think that was, that was very funny. And I really love that Denali and Tamisha, like we're, we're getting close and everything. And um, when she said when she when her grandma found out she had to stop going, and I think that happens for a lot of queer kids too. It's like when they do something that's like you know remotely gay or remotely like you know not the uh, gender norm, they're like, okay, you're not doing that anymore because their parents are either scared or the parents are homophobic or their parents are confused. Like, so they often so that does often happen. And um and 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 that that she said through that it inspired her to be like the mother she is to all of her drag kids, you know. <laughs> I, like Tamisha is a national treasure and I really think that she is a voice that we needed so much yeah and I'm really really glad that we got a perspective of a queen who really lived through all of that because mm-hmm. a lot of times like younger queer people like us like we still are very much connected to that history um but we we didn't live it you know what I mean yeah. so I think that getting that perspective of someone who really lived it and really experienced that reminds us one how recent it was and two like that there are still members of our community that experienced that and the trauma that they went through yeah. so I think I'm really really glad that Tamisha was on this season um which makes the rest of the episode very heartbreaking <laughs> yeah <laughs> as we'll get into um so basically we shift into the main challenge and, you know, Rue comes out, enters, she looks beautiful. Again, we say this every time, but she's just been looking stunning. stunning. Um, the guest judge is Lonnie Love again. Yes. Um, and so we kind of, we get into it. The documentary starts with some images from the disco era and a little um, narration from RuPaul. One thing that kills me is RuPaul has actually done narration for a documentary before. I don't know how many, but I was watching this documentary 
uh, over the summer called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I don't know why I was watching this. Wait, who is Tammy Faye? I'm gonna have to, I've heard honestly, of her I'm gonna I'm gonna be embarrassed. Um, she basically did like um. Let me get into this. I'm embarrassed because I watched this whole documentary and I can't even tell you who this person is. She well, was like an that she was like a personality basically. She was like an evangelist. Like she like oh, she was a Christian. Yeah. Like she like whatever, and she had like a talk show and she was like a sick like in she's like an insane. She's basically like drag, but like a what like oh, you know yeah. what I mean like one of those. Um, but what was crazy with her is that she ended up like really being like embracing the gay community, which is why RuPaul like like the gay community really went to bat for her, and she Period. really got like ostracized by the Christian community. The story is actually insane. Like her husband was like a scammer, and like it is insane. Like this woman's oh, life story I'm is crazy. Um, but RuPaul did the narration for it, which I just thought was hilarious. Um, he's got a good voice for it, so like I'm, oh, yeah. I'm here for that. One thing, just, one thing that's unmatched about Rue is just that when when Rue speaks, it's like it can't be imitated. You know what I mean? Like it's just yes. so like it's so dramatic, but like it just sounds so natural coming out of Rue's mouth. Like it's I, I need some audiobooks from RuPaul Ooh, because just when he talks, you want to listen. Um, so, anyways, that's basically the documentary is just some narration by RuPaul and then their dancing performances. Um, yeah so the friend <laughs> it's 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 wild um in this challenge the first group that comes out is tina candy and got Mick. when they came out i did not think they looked good <laughs> which when, when we get to judges critiques they disagree but i thought they the choreography looked a mess oh yeah um there were moments when you could see them like looking at each other and someone was early and then they had to wait to make sure that they were all like synchronized again. And like, they were not together. So I'll, I'll get into it, but yeah, it, it just was messy for me. And candy, like we just said earlier episode, I'm a theater with theater dolls. Okay. <laughs> if you mess up, do not look at your partner. Just keep going. Just keep muddling through. I, cause it just, and, and I don't know if that's just a candy thing. And yeah, no, they did. Um, I, Mick too, like Mick was just no rhythm, baby. It was, it was, it was. Mm-mm. And I also to be the didn't... birth of disco, like you have to be high energy. I mean, you y'all just came out. Y'all just learned how to dance. Like you know what I mean? Like, let's get into it. You know what I mean? I didn't love um got Mick's outfit for this either. No. They in, in the critiques they they read Candy and said that her look was really basic. I thought Got Mick's outfit was even more basic. It didn't yeah. read disco to me at all. Um and I just didn't like it. It was it, it was surprising because Got Mick has brought a lot of fashion to, yeah. to the show. But yeah, I I didn't like it. Um <laughs> listen another group that comes out that does not do so hot necessarily is Elliot and Tamisha. Um, I think Elliot does a very good job. Yeah. Again, Elliot is a dancer. She's hitting her choreo. Like, this isn't even a second thought to her. But Tamisha, yeah. like we were just saying about Candy, she's, she's struggling and she's showing it on her face. You can yeah. see by her face that she is, is really thinking hard about this. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little stiff and um, just a little slow and... I didn't even like the choreo that all that much to be completely honest. Yeah. It was just like they definitely got 
I think you know a lot of times they they do specifically either write roles in acting challenge or they or they give dancing to they give you a low energy dance or a small part because they want to see you are you either going to take that small part and just be small or are you going to be big and be whatever 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 mm-hmm. and I think I think they didn't necessarily I mean I think Elliot was all right whatever but I do think that to me she was a little bit like you know was not right to the occasion again and because you know like I said she was worried about her leg but we'll get to that in the critiques but yeah um. So next is Olivia and Utica. Yes, it's 354. And Olivia literally, I just can't. Like I knew from I knew from the preview when when like when she did the you know part and like that hair, like she was you can tell like she was hungry, like it was just, it was in her face. She was, she was, she was dancing the best. I mean, like, and especially next to Utica Green being ass, I do think, you know, she was, it, it was, I think you're at a certain, you're you're at a certain advantage when you're with a, um, a less skilled queen or when, or when you're with a, a queen mm-hmm. dancer from you, because then, because like, you know, okay, if I know I'm a dancer and know Utica's not, or I don't suspect Utica to be, then I could either easily just pick her and be like, oh my God, let's do it. And then I, I, then I upstage her. I'm like, oh, you're in the bottom no you know so it's like you know i think it was it was even if it was conscious or unconscious i think they are just still two cool friends but like it was it was definitely smart of her into not picking one of the strongest dancers because she really got a chance to shine i mean like it was i mean yeah yeah olivia did great and utica um i'm sorry i just thought about um <laughs> that about carson critique where he said he said crimped hair was yes was very disco, but when you throw it into that Eleanor Roosevelt low ponytail, it was a read and it was true. Um and but no, I I my I wasn't I wasn't as like necessarily displeased with Utica's, but I do think it was very sloppy. And I do think that especially when you're next to Olivia, it was mm-hmm. it was like mm, yeah. 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 I think so too. I think what you were saying too, especially about being able to shine when your partner isn't too good. I think we kind of see the opposite of that happen with Rose and Denali because both of them killed this choreography. They, there's not a beat they missed. They were in it. Um, But I think partially because both of them shined so well, Mm -hmm. they didn't necessarily stand out because they, there wasn't any like, no, negativity to like yeah to compare them to yeah um although i'll say this and we're denali both of us have admitted we are denali stands like we, yes. we love her but this look is awful it is so bad first of all you already wore that wig for the first dance challenge and then also Oof. you and then she had that beautiful blonde 613 unit that was and it was melting her her little her little scalp. I said, "This is cute. Oh my god, I can't wait for to wear this." Then she didn't wear it, and then she comes out in this like formless, um, like formless like sequin like le- whatever lapels whatever you call them paillettes like sequin paillette like uh thing that that gave her no body, and you, then you have then you and then you're next to rose and you guys are not even the same color and then rose has on this beautiful like disco outfit with this gorgeous like disco hair and it's just like yikes 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 i think i generally think denali's look also really did keep her from being in the being in the top because it was just like and then on top of that they're like 
that, that my, my biggest beef with, with the disco entry was just that it was so like the the, the dancing part was so short like, you literally only got like yes count like or something like that or an eight or eight or 16 count i'm just like you could give these people more i mean like y'all got all this time to to, to to further narratives and all this stuff it's like i would have wouldn't mind if it was a little bit longer had a little bit more dancing segments because it was like it was it was it was there and then it was gone like they literally had like what like a a, a minute long thing at most at most it was like oh it was so short yeah and i think that was unfortunate too is because they had this complicated choreography so it was like beat 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 yeah and they didn't necessarily get a lot of time to like be in the moment which i think again like is something that played against them Mm -hmm. um leaving this i genuinely did think though rose i was like oh rose is winning this week like there's no way that she's not going to i thought she looked hot she looked so good her padding was right everything looked good she was really in it like i really Mm -hmm. felt like this it it felt good we'll we'll get there we'll get there but i I thought rose was a big standout from this performance i agree i i still have a a gucci poochie susan lucci (laughs) i i i I loved it i think i think she definitely really did excel in this challenge um to end we get la la re and simone theirs to me it wasn't bad but it didn't stand out as much as some of the other performances did i did think la la re looked really really good though i wouldn't have been surprised if she was in the top i thought her outfit looked good and her dancing like she was really feeling the the disco fantasy here was feeling it they were definitely they were they were both they both look really good and they both were i'm having so much fun i think definitely again like someone's not necessarily the biggest dancer so she's a little bit smaller but like I really love La and I I love their song. I think their song is like my favorite song. I think like my pussy's yeah. on fire, and it's so weird hearing pussy on VH1 now. Like, like that's so crazy to me that it's like you can hear like pussy and like bitch ass and like uh, yeah. Like, like when they, like, even untucked, I was like, oh, you can say this on TV. Oh, child. <laughs> um, but you know, I I yeah, I think they they did they did cute and it was it was all right and um yeah that was that that was a challenge. Um, so the runway category is little black dress. Um, so let's get into these looks, child. So first out of the gate is <laughs> Ashley's favorite, Tina Burner. So she's wearing this white um, white paint suit, and it says wet paint on top of it. Okay. Um, and I just have to say, I there is nothing I... Okay. I just hate when you can tell that a reveal is coming yeah i think what i think what makes a reveal good is when you don't know that it's coming because then it's a like it's actually a you know what i mean like it's a reveal like you're shocked you didn't believe that it was gonna happen so this is what kills me because the minute she walked out i was like okay where's the reveal like i yeah and this look isn't good that's another thing if you're gonna do a reveal your reveal it the garment under has to be cuter Okay, it's very, very much like 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 what like when Trinity did that reveal in All Stars Four. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. She had, and she had that cape or something like that, and then she came out and it was just a bra and panty. Like there was no point in revealing this. Yeah. So she takes off the little uh, the wet paint jumpsuit, and of course you know it's red, 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 orange, and yellow splattered on it, and then she has this. I'm sorry, but it was awful wig. It was an awful wig, and she knows it. And she had this awful like red, orange, and yellow wig. And she takes off the um the wet paint suit and she reveals a black dress with like with a red and orange handprint on the breast, red and orange handprint on the butt, and like this like little like ombre like little lower lower part. This is awful. I'm sorry. I, I I've been holding out saying awful to a look, but I hate every 
ounce of this just for the fact of first of all i i generally even if even if even if she if this isn't her first time wearing red orange and yellow in, in a minute or whatever i would still dislike the look because first of all it's a little black dress you can't wear this little black dress a b i just didn't like it aesthetically like it was just not pleasing to me and then the breasts were way off her breasts were down here and then the thing was up here I was like, then the wig really, 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 really put salt in the wound for me. The wig for me was like when you buy a Halloween costume and it like has a wig mm-hmm. and you like, it's like she took that wig out of a Halloween costume bag, didn't shape it, didn't comb it out, literally just took it straight. Like it didn't, it was not shaped at all. It like, the wig is literally just like putting salt in a wound. Like it. Yeah. It was just so, it was, it was, I, I don't hate the dress as much. I'll give her that. I, I think it's fine. The dress yeah. is fine. Um, but just altogether, I hated it. I and hated I don't it. understand why she has not gotten the critique to show versatility. If Joey J can wear boy hair three times and get basically booted off. Basically. When are we going to get the critique that she needs versatility? I need them to start yelling it's, at her. It just doesn't seem it. Really, and it really shows. I think the producer bias of like, well, they have Queen Dark. They want to go far on Queen that they don't. So, okay, we're not gonna bother. You know, uh, um, Tina to wear orange, orange, yellow, and red. First of all, I can't. Um, so next <laughs> is Candy Candy Muse in this Comme des Garçons inspired look where she's in this like it's like this like white kind of like canvas paper uh, 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 like mm-hmm. dress, and then she has this black. Undress inspired by um, what? What is her name? She passed away. I can't think of her name right now. Um, <laughs> Not Princess uh, Diana. <laughs> no, I, Said, I'm what's sorry. Her, what's her name? She passed away. Who she, is she? Who that girl is? Sorry, I did. I, I forgot. My, my queen, Princess Diana. <laughs> um, child, sorry, girl. Rest in peace, girl. Um, but so, and, and this inspired by her, like her revenge dress, or whatever, and. It's and it's drawn on, and I love this look. It's avant-garde. It's high fashion. It's clever. First of all, it's smart because you can literally give yourself any kind of waist you want. Yes, and, and it works. And she looked beautiful. I love the little like the little mini little little black dress. I loved every single thing about this. I, I disagreed. I thought the paint like like the paint so much. I thought it was high fashion, baby. It was avant-garde. Yes. Ugh. So good. I have so much to say about this, and I'm so glad that you agree because I loved this look. That it was one of my favorite looks my tonight. Favorites. Actually, I thought the makeup and the hair went with it so well. Yes. Um. Also, I was like, I feel like we've seen a queen do a look like this before, and you know who it was? Aja. Aja. It was an Aja look. Aja did the, the same inspiration from this Comme des Garçons yes. line. Um. Tea, which I just love. Yeah. But, um, and they're very different. Like they're, it's no, not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but, not no, saying it's any. But Candy type of whatever. even said like it was homage to um to her mother. Yeah. Um, I love it. This is, and I'm gonna talk about this with another contest with the contestant that follows. Actually, the the double standards for different shaped mm-hmm. queens just comes up over and over and over because I think if a skinny girl wore this they would be dying for be it like they would be eating it up um but because candy is a bigger girl they they just like the critiques didn't make any yeah. sense to me they are said it looks messy it didn't like it, i'm like messy i i can't what kills me is that re- following this look we get mm. got mick i'm scared to say my thoughts on this look because i don't want to be crucified but got mick's outfit is a 
it's literally a tiny black dress it literally is about like yeah. this big like it looks like a, a black barbie dress just covering her genitals yes the um bits. she's basically she's basically naked other than that like yeah. there's nothing on the top just some pages. whatever i'm i'm fine with a queen showing skin that's fine i don't have an issue with it for me i didn't love this look i thought it was basic i think a lot of the looks this week are basic i think oh, yeah. the the category little black dress there's not a ton you no. can do with that which is why I appreciate Candy so much mm-hmm. because she she showed us a little black dress in such like a unique and fun and over the top. Anyways, I just think with Got Mick, it is yeah. another moment that we see double standards because if a bigger queen walked out in something like that, it would never fly. Never. There is no universe that it would ever like be praised the way that it like they're like it's so high fashion and avant garde, and I'm like, I guess like I don't. That that's my issue, yeah. especially after Candies and the way that they responded to it. Yeah, um, I completely agree. I think that um, I was watching Denali's Instagram live two days ago, I think, and she was even and her was they were on. They were even talking about how like this definitely was like the runway that everybody kind of just like like a throwaway runway where they were all like, oh, mm-hmm. like she even knew then it was like, yeah, this was definitely we just all brought what we could definitely, and it was not one of the strongest like look look looks, you know. So yeah, I um actually like. Actually, I don't, again, I don't love the look, but I do, I do like, I think it's clever just because like, okay, this is the littlest black dress, but I also agree that if a big girl wore that, they would get eaten up. And that's, and that's just simply the truth. That That, that just mm-hmm. is like, unless maybe I would gonna have to see done tastefully, but like, I generally don't think that the dress will receive that well if Kitty had worn that. And, and for the, and then also on top of that already. Okay, Miss Popular. You know, you know. <laughs> okay. Um sorry. Okay. Uh yeah, with God make, I just like I just I agree. Like, I don't think I think that if it was like if it, if it was a bigger queen to do that, I don't think that it it would it would be received well. And also on top of that, I think also the way she performed in the dance challenge, I was surprised that she wasn't in the bottom, but I do think because it looked so avant-garde that it did save her from you know being in the bottom, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Um, speaking of basic, Elliot with, with two T's comes out and this look is just so pedestrian. It is Literally. so, she says that she describes it as like, she loves the illusion of drag where like someone would really have to like t- take another look to see if, if she was a man or a woman, whatever. Um, I get like, she does look very feminine. She, you know, yeah. like I get that, but this look is just so basic. I yeah. don't, like she looks pretty, but it it's it's not. I don't know. That's all. It's basic. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's literally just a black dress, and you know. And she, I think she knew that. And that's why she put this like grand coat on. Because I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't like that. I, I I appreciated new wig color, but I didn't like the wig either. Like the, the, it just had really no blend to it. It was just like, mm, yeah. I definitely think that also kept her from um, winning because it was just not anything i think so too um after elliot we get tamisha and it's another tamisha mon creation um which again always impresses me i love how many of these looks she's made herself um for me there's just something missing here i don't know what it is i think i maybe would have liked it better without this stuff with her neck yeah i think that it's just like cutting her off um for me like i said i think there's just something missing i can't put my finger on it yeah, it was it was it was simple. It was cute. Um, 
it, I do agree that the I think the, the like the ruffling of the wave was like you know um Taylor they just it didn't really cater to her shape it kind of like it kind of like Taylor took like to like the breast hole instead of like to her actual waist you know mm-hmm. and I think that would have tapered it a little bit better um you know yeah definitely definitely classy black woman and yeah um Olivia Lux now yeah the, the dress is cute it's great it's 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 a, it, it, I do agree it's a forever twenty one dress I didn't mind that uh, I mean especially given that the looks were all like pretty basic I mean this hair is I mean, I, simply everything I need to know how much it costs I, I want like to know. this I need to know like this hair is huge it it is huge and it's stunning it looks so one thing that I love is that like the beading on the dress is like this like auburnish yes. color and it matches the hair color like it it just it it looked human hair like it looked, I don't I don't know if it was I'm pretty sure it wasn't but like it was moving as she moved I was like and then every time I was like is that piece gonna fall off is the piece gonna fall over but it never did like it was it was perfect I just can't like I it was like when she came out I literally was like wow like wow she just she she looked stunning like great her mug is always correct wow i think she did something so smart because again the the category is basic there's not a ton that you can do with this but she was like okay how can i make a really basic concept just like look good and i think that this this hair like this was the perfect runway to do it with because she's like okay my ensemble my outfit is going to be a little basic but this hair it it has to come out and then of course she comes out with her little tiny purse um i love i think it all just it 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 worked worked. it really really worked we've up to said worked (laughs) (laughs) yes um next is utica i won't call her utelica um Utica, she's wearing this uh, metallic gold look, which is inspired by her earrings. I, I, I like this a lot too. I agree. I think it was. I looked. I think it looked really good. I love the little big lipstick purse. Um, I think there is a little bit of a, um, how you say, like, it's a little bit, it's a little bit double sided when you also when you are basically off your earrings and the earrings were so small and dainty, so it's just so mm-hmm. hard. Like, Someone said I would love if she would put the earrings on like afterwards, you know, like just to really be like, oh, this is, mm-hmm. and I would have been like, okay, th- that's cute. Or like even if she would have had like like bigger earrings just to really show. Um, but I still loved it. I love the little hook at the top at the top of her head. I loved how she was all gold. I lo- I think also, out of majority of the looks besides candies and and got mix and Denali's too, I guess like. These were the only. This is the only other avant-garde one, and the only to really take it out of the box. So I, I, I liked it. I liked it, and I don't understand how the judges didn't get this look as an earring. Like that hook is. Yeah. It's just really odd. That's how I feel. I do agree. I think if she would have put the earrings on afterwards, it really would have sold it. Or if she even would have just done a little move, yeah, she, like dangled her earring. Like I could have got it. Um before I even realized it was based on her earrings, I liked it. Like, yeah. I, oh yeah. Same. I don't know what else they wanted. I just, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, following Utica is Denali in this sickening black widow yeah. look. She's wearing black contacts. And to me, 
what sold it is she lifts up her arms and there's webs like coming down it is stunning this outfit is like it could have so easily looked just like a halloween costume but it didn't it just it looked so elegant and so edgy yes and mm. t- and then like it was like that was that, that was a little gag then, then like the spider webbing in the back like in the hole of the back and then she gets to the end she turns around and she lifts her head up and then you see like the little other spider eyes like it was cohesive it was another one that was different i i mean maybe they're just a little simple but like it was a different concept and mm-hmm. i don't know I, I really i really 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 liked this and i thought she looked sexy and i love the picture on her instagram like they're so cool like she just always really does good. Rose. Um, so she comes out in this tall black look. It, it's like a it's kind of similar to candy where it's like, you know, an outer circle, like formless kind of thing, or like mm-hmm. not, not shaping um outer edge, and then with like this like black interior to give you an, a shape. This is not good. Rose knows it. Rose said said the other night too. She said she hates, hate, hated this look. She posted on Instagram, she said it was a choice. I agree, especially when it's like. And I, I think I saw, I think I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw inspiration. It, and it was just like, it was a couple things. First of all, the neckline, like don't have the, don't have the tool right here in front of all the mug. And then you also have this big gray hair. It's eating your face up. Like you need to cut that out. And I would have loved it if she would have actually had like a real dress neckline, like a black, like the black neckline start and then go into the tool. And yes. the second biggest thing, you can give yourself any shape you want with that dress. And you still made the hips wide. Like, nothing that you have this inch or that female bodies don't look like that. But it's just, like, it was shapeless already. So you didn't even make it any better by making it. You got to come in, like, she, I would have loved if it was, like, the skinniest, idiest, little bittiest waist. And, like, sort of, like, a really hourglass figure. Because mm-hmm. you can give yourself that. Because the rest is a gray tool. So it's not exactly. going to either. It's not going to show your side. It's going it's to look all smooth and, and puffed out anyway. And I didn't like the hair either. So yeah, I feel bad. And I think this definitely kept her out of the top two. A thousand percent. The minute that she came out in this, I was so mad because I truly think if she would have came out in like a sickening look, she would have for sure been mm-hmm. the top and maybe could have won this week. I think this I look, it just, it it missed. And you said it. I don't have anything else to say because you said everything that was wrong <laughs> with this look. And it just made me so mad. Yeah. Um. The next queen that comes out is Lala Ree. I don't have much to say about this yeah. look. It's like really, really short. And that's like kind of her joke is that she keeps like pulling it down because yeah. it's so short. I think she looks good. A little basic. But again, I think that of most of the looks yeah. tonight, they're just I, a little basic. Yeah. I think her her hair and mug looked beautiful. I think mm-hmm. and I, really, I actually, a lot of you don't thought it was a little cheap. I liked the little like the uh, jewelry on top. I think it really accentuated. I did too. To make it look a little bit less basic. I mean, especially with this with category. So yeah, work lottery. Um, next is Simone. So she comes out in this hairdress. So it's like a little black dress made out of like um, box braids and Shanghai's twists and everything. And she has a hair that's on that's inspired by this RuPaul um, hair, which is back to call back to my roots. Um, I liked it. I think it was cute. I think she looked oiled up. Um, I also, I mean, I do, I, I'm also, I think, I, I do agree with the critique. Um, this is a critique on the show, but I do agree with the critique of, like, if every look is a reference, then is it, like, then, you know, does it get, does it get basically repetitive? I don't get tired of it, though, but I mean, I, but mm-hmm. I, I do, I do understand the critique. Um, and I think it's another one similar to... Olivia Lux, where the um, the hair was definitely um, selling the garment. I agree. I don't have, I don't, like, again, I like 
Simone's looks. I think they're bringing like a lot of context mm-hmm. to the show, which I like. I like references. I like all of that. Um, it was great for me. I just think that it was a, like the look for me was safe. Her performance was yes. safe. So I, I fully just see it as like, it wasn't a super big standout for me, but Simone is just so beautiful. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> she just looks no. so good. Simone can do no wrong, genuinely. And that was The Runway. So let's take a break and then we'll get into the latter half of the epi. Hey y'all, do you like what you see? Do you like what you hear? I'm sure you do. So you know what you should do is like the video, comment on the video, share the video with your your Drag Race loving friends and your Drag Race non-loving friends. And let us know how you feel about the episode. Would you do you agree with us? Do you think that we're we're shit? Do you think that we're we're the shit? Let us know because we want to hear your responses. We want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your opinions on the episode too. And of course, if you're listening to us on Apple Music, I mean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and any other podcasting network, please make sure to give us a rate or a review um, if you can leave us one because we would love to. That helps push our content to more recommendations and. We really appreciate all the love. So can you show it a little bit? Thank you. So thank you. Thank you. So yeah. Like our stuff, comment, share, and rate, please. And let's get back into the episode. All right. So we're back into the episode. And here we get into the critiques. Again, we don't go through every single critique. Yeah. Um but just some of the highlights. So basically, it uh, it starts off as they always do, listing the safe queens. So we have Gottmik, Denali, Rosé, Lala Ree, and Simone. These are the safe queens. Denali has a little face crack moment because she didn't she did not think she was going to be safe. She thought she was going to be top, and you can tell she was a little unhappy about this decision. Yeah, yeah, and I just when when they called the safe queens, I was like okay, these are the tops and the bottoms, like, <laughs> and they're like, you're safe. And I was just like, I don't know. It just, it, it, from, from the time critique started, it just didn't sit right in my, sit right in my spirit. What was, what the rest of the episode was going to happen? Um, so that leaves uh, Tina, Candy, Tamisha, Olivia, and Utica as tops and the bottoms of the week. And so Tina's the first up for critiques and Genuinely, I thought Tina was going to be like a bottom safe at best, like just because, I mean, so they say (laughs) that, you know, that they love Tina's performance, that she really embodied disco and that she had soul and this and that and the the garment was really good and that, I don't even, do they even mention her runway? Do they, I think they said they, they liked it or whatever. And I was just like, huh? I just can't. Yeah. I was, again, I said this earlier in the episode, I truly thought that Tina was going to be in the bottom. This was so surprising to me. I could not believe they liked her performance. I, like, yeah, the dress she was wearing looked good, but, like, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't. don't. Like, the fact that Rosé or Denali were, was not in this spot, I, like. It doesn't make sense. The, the moment that I thought that, oh my God, is Tina going to win this episode? That would have been my villain origin story. If, if <laughs> Tina, I, like, I'm not if even Tina kidding. Won. If Tina won this episode, no I, I might have lost it. That might have been the breaking point for me. Um, 
they, they there's some other critiques that I really struggle with. And one is candies. They basically, it starts with, I think Michelle is the one who brings this critique up, saying that she thinks that Candy's personality is always the same and that she's all there. And again, I don't know if this was the intention, but I felt like there was some coded language here mm-hmm. saying that it's always this like defensive, sassy, kind of mm-hmm. like, I'm not even going to imitate it, but just like Banji. Yeah. Basically is what they're critiquing her for. And they say that she's always doing this and that it's getting tired. I didn't notice it too strongly in the performance, um, but I disagree that this is what Candy's always doing. Even if she did it this episode, I don't think, because look at her in the the little clown in the acting challenge. Yeah. That is nothing at all like this. And the other challenges, like, I don't know. For me, yeah. it, it was just a little like, why is, like, I just, I don't agree with this critique. And I think, as we'll get into, I think they needed a reason for Candy to be in the bottom, mm-hmm. which is part of why they criticized her look and part of why they like make up this critique about her personality always being the same. Yeah, it's like I just I just don't I don't I don't understand it and I don't really necessarily agree because I'm just like it's yeah, it was just a cheap shot, I feel like definitely. I just can't. Yeah, and <laughs> So then we get to Tamisha, which is, again, we're starting to see some some producing at mm-hmm. work here. Um, they think that Tamisha was a little off. They could tell that she was, you know, in her head for most of it. This is, I mean, it's true. Tamisha was in her mm-hmm. head and she admits that she was. Like, she, she doesn't disagree with that. Um, at this moment is when I started to, to see what was happening. After Candy's critique and after turning, Tamisha's, honey. I was like, okay okay right we'll get there they get to olivia they love olivia that they're eating every bit of what she does up (laughs) yeah as they should they say she has it factor that you know she's a star that you know she looked she looked really good in the in the disco and that her hairs were great and i couldn't agree more That's it. You will um, not hear any Olivia Lux slander on this podcast. We don't I hate slander to Olivia Lux on this. Sorry, to, it's our, we get we're biased. She'll come out in a paper bag, and I'll be like, "And it was fashion." It was fashion, and she's gorgeous, and no one's gonna, and she should have won. <laughs> Someone like, who they didn't think was fashion. Utica. Is Utica. They, I don't know what it is, but they don't. I am starting to suspect they don't like Utica, and I, I it. I think Carson really doesn't like Utica. Yeah. Just the way that he critiques her is very like pointed. Yeah. Um, they they say this critique annoys me. They say that Utica was too camp, and Michelle is like, "There's a point where it's like you're doing a caricature of a caricature," and I'm like, "Babes, that's what camp is." Like, I don't. Anyways, they say that she's just making too many faces. Later, when it's just the judges, Rue says this critique where she says that Utica does this thing with her body that makes everything into a joke and it's distracting. That's word for word what RuPaul says. I think some of it, I get. She was making a lot of faces. I get it. Whatever. The other thing is that I don't think it's always purposeful. Like, again, Utica is just really lanky. Yeah. And like, uncomfortable with her body i'm yeah like i'm not super tall but i'm relatively tall for a woman and i get it like sometimes like i just look goofy like 
I think that just happens, especially because Utica is so skinny and mm-hmm. so tall that like I think it would be hard for her to not look like kind of goofy. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, even like like again, look at Thargy Thor. Thargy Thor literally always looks like that. <laughs> I, it, it's just like it, it's one of those things they hate utica's runway also they really don't like yeah. it they again they they were at oh, first they, they weren't living and then then she's like i have my earrings and they're like oh <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's where it goes and yeah. they basically give the critique where they they say like if you have to explain it then like we don't get it that's fair like i agree yeah. the minute that you have to start explaining your looks um, but again, I don't know how they didn't get that it was an earring. I, yeah, I don't know. I can't. Um, I I get some of their critiques. I don't get all of them. For me, Utica would have been safe. Like Utica is someone that I just saw more yeah. safe than bottom. But whatever. Um, so by the end of this, we, we get a pretty clear idea that the tops are Tina, Elliot, and Olivia. Pretty clear idea that the bottoms are Candy, Tanisha, and Utica. Yes. Um, I, I think I was gonna say something earlier about Untucked, but I don't think it was if it was pretty important anymore. I think about it. So, uh, Untucked happens, and <laughs> then we get, we get back we get back on the stage, and we get to decisions. So, the winner is between Olivia and Tina, and Olivia, of course, <laughs> is the winner. And thank God. Whoop, yeah, it was definitely. I I generally I generally didn't see Tina winning just because I don't think I don't think combined her runway I, I don't even think her dancing was anywhere near Olivia's at no. all but on top of that even the runway um and then we find out Tina oh oh we completely skipped over Ellie <laughs> Maybe, the Elliot. point being is Elliot was like oh I would be a dancer since I was a kid my mom put my kid in dance my mom put me in dancing and I've been a dancer and I love dancing and she they said they, they loved they thought she they tra- they transported back to studio 54 in the challenge she was really selling it great She's safe. Um, <laughs> Tina's safe, and Utica's safe. And Utica is like shocked. I think generally, I think a lot of people were expecting Utica to be in the bottom, and uh, Utica is geeked to be safe, honey. And yeah, I love her reaction too because she is like, she like lets out like a sigh of relief, and she's yeah. like, "Thank you," and she's like laughing about it, which I appreciate because I get like I really, really, truly think that she was just so happy to be safe yeah. because I think Utica thought she was in the bottom, and I think a lot of the audience thought Utica mm-hmm. was going to be in the bottom. And I think most of the other queens thought Utica was going to be in the bottom. So that was kind of a gag. Yes. Another gag. <laughs> so yeah. the only two queens left are Tamisha and Candy. This t- is so, like, it is so clearly produced. It yeah. is so clear that this is a storyline that they really wanted to work. I sorry. I just also thought about another critique. I'm so sorry of Tamisha was. Um, Tamisha was like, you know, she was saying that the reason why she was so in her in her head about it was because, like, you know, of course, her leg, and you know, and she said she's not using that as an excuse. That's just she's just saying that that's what happened. And they were kind of just like, okay. And then when they go into like deliberate, they were, she was just, Rue asked this question of like, do we grade her on a curve based off of you know to accommodate her disability or do we you know uh, or do we just judge her just like any normal queen you know and i think i feel like that's also for me at least what sealed to me just fate i think it's just because you're not trying to put words in like the production's mouth but i just don't think they necessarily want to deal per se with uh with, with to me, disability you know they don't want 
it's they don't want people to be like this is unfair to the rest of the contestant mm-hmm. they don't want people to also be like well you're also this ableist person because you know whatever whatever so they're kind of just like let's is ended at this point and i'm just like yikes it it's not yeah. a good look i i just i don't think it's a good look i don't think it makes the judging panel look good i i don't think it makes the show look good to to have that line yeah. um it was a choice, and I do think they, unfortunately, just wanted to get Tamisha out of there because, again, not putting words in their mouth. We don't know what what went down, but it did seem like they just didn't want to deal with it anymore yeah. and, and wanted to let her go. Yeah, I think she um, like served her purpose to the producers in a way. And it's just so clear, too, after we get that untucked, after we get all of that, that, of course, Tamisha and Candy are in the bottom. Like, of, of course, like, that's what needed yeah. to happen. Um. So they get to the lip sync. The song is Hit 'em Up Style. Another good one. This gay intern baby is throwing out ducats for songs. I love this song <laughs> since like literally high school. I used to listen to the song, like, which is not that far off, but like it was a vintage place. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, this lip sync was really, 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 really tight. Like, I think. And despite both of them, you know, a little bit of watermelon bubble gumming, uh, some of the mm-hmm. lyrics, I do think I, I was able to look past that just because it was both a good performance for both of them. So I didn't really mind. Them. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. Um, especially when the, it's not like one person knew it, one person didn't, because I did rewatch and Kim didn't know some of the lyrics. I mean, like she literally laid on the ground for a good chunk of the song, you know, I think, and they did not zoom in on her. Um, Candy is emotional, baby. She is so emotional with Houston, baby. She is in tears, like crying like 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 like, like the during the lip sync yeah like she like, is bawling this performance to me i'll admit i was more on team tamisha going in like i was yeah. like i need tamisha to stay like i really really wanted tamisha to stay um and candy genuinely did win me over but throughout the whole lip sync it was so tight i had no idea and that's usually you can tell literally within the first like 10 seconds who's gonna win a lip sync just based on how they edit it but this one was really hard and i didn't know until the very end when candy was crying and just yeah and like it was amazing it was it was a really really good performance and ultimately that's what wins out yeah candy wins um at the end before they they hug a couple times at the end of this episode after they finish the lip sync before Rue announces anything they hug each other which again is really sweet considering how they were literally at the brink of getting in a fist fight like that's how close they were to fighting and that's what i was gonna mention about untucked was just that you know so so in untucked again um with they they they, they kind of talk and i i find it so funny when tamisha was like they, they, they they really go in there like and bitch another thing and it's like and then they all laugh about it because like i'm just, i'm also very much a person that will point out the awkwardness or point out like the last thing you remember mm-hmm. like if we were fighting i'd be like and one more thing i'm just kidding guys you know and then she did it again she's like and you're arrogant you know and i think that you know it's good to be able to make jokes about it and they kind of have a little bit of a making obsession where they talked about you know they, they understand each other and they they, they realize that you know they, they they were just having a little bit of differences and they were able to just you know move one move past from it and everything and I think that's also another thing that made it wrap up a little bit was just like 
it was uh it was like that storyline had 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 had, done, had paid its due at this point mm-hmm. and uh so so tamisha unfortunately gets the boo and tamisha's walking off and she is very grateful i mean she's a pageant queen she's humble i love her little like walk off she does where she's like doing like yes this, and everybody's cheering her on and then she she's hugging candy and candy is like sobbing candy's like i'm so sorry you know and, and tamisha's like no it's no deal it's fine like we are we, we are all good i'll see you in the row and you know, she and she says, "Oh, I also thought I was gonna be double Shantae for a minute because Rue was like, I, I could never too. say goodbye.'" And I'm like, "And I genuinely was like, okay, let's go." And then, but unfortunately, she was like, "You know, it, it's her time to go um, for right now, at least." And she it says, "You know, until we meet again," and she walks off. And that is Tamisha's storyline. But she actually ends up having a great talk at the end basically about you know like she doesn't she she doesn't want anybody to be sad for her because it takes a lot to get here sometimes and she says my favorite quote was like sometimes you don't have to win the competition sometimes you just have to show up and I think Mm -hmm. especially for queens with disabilities and for her specifically and her disabilities like to go from not walking six months ago to you know, to making it to RuPaul's Drag Race and to, and to literally leave an imprint. I mean, like, this is the quickest I've seen an older Black queen get 100,000 followers ever. I think she's already at 260, I think. Like, she has left an imprint on this show and she and she, and she won, you know? It's like, she genuinely is being such a good sport about it. And she even says, like, I'm geared up for All-Stars, baby. Like, she's like, I'm about to heal. And when I get called for All-Stars, I will be ready. And you can you can already tell, like, she look, her face, she looks definitely looks more fuller in the face and looks a little bit more mm-hmm. healthier. So she gets my serious makeup tutorial on um, RuPaul's Drag Race, I think, yeah. Um, the YouTube channel, like, she looks so, she looks so healthy. And I think definitely, generally think she's getting better, you know, as time goes on, so really hoping for an all-stars redemption because she deserves but continue <laughs> that's all i was gonna say is that she <laughs> mentions too that um like this again this idea of like just showing up is enough and she says that like drag race is what got her back into drag basically since wow. you know her battle with cancer and she was like you know this reintroduced me to the art form that i love and that i love doing and i think that's so powerful um <laughs> one thing that was funny is bob Bob the drag queen has been going so hard for Tamisha this entire time. And after the night that Tamisha was eliminated, Bob posted just three black squares on Instagram. Like no, no caption, like what people do when they're, you know, like upset about something. Just three black squares on Instagram. That's it. And (laughs) I was like, same because literally all of Twitter was just devastated when she was gone so much reddit was devastated like yes. she, this was a an elimination that really really got to people um my friend my straight friend who has never seen a season director <laughs> besides this season was fully crying like was like i just don't want to be sure to go and i'm just like she has left her mark i mean people love tamisha it, it truly is such a fan favorite like i yeah. i really i'm glad that if she has to go, that it's it's in a way that people literally have so much respect for her and yes. what she does. Yes, it, it, and and also she didn't even leave with like a, really a bad like you know, like a bad look. Like she left, she, she looked she looked beautiful. I think her mm-hmm. mug looked really good. Like I I think I think she did great. I loved her her disco look too. I think she looked beautiful. She did I great. think so too. Um, and that that's the episode. It was a heartbreaking episode yes. to watch. Next week we get the improv challenge i love improv challenges i love the improv challenges 
I think they're such a good way to weed out queens of like, oh yeah, it's one thing to do well with a script and it's another to be able to, to riff and be funny in a moment right there and not be overshadowed by people that you're with. Like these are good challenges. So I'm very excited to see what happens. Yes. I'm excited. It was a a hard episode, definitely a weird episode, Um, but um, it was an episode um so and this was an episode so thank you guys so much that closes out our show for the week you guys for being there with us i hope you guys enjoyed the episode make sure you guys again share like come with your friends um watch our untucked bonus episode watch our episode of bag ball and yes thank you guys for rocking with us i think make sure you guys subscribe by the way and leave us a rating on apple podcast Spotify podcast where you can leave us ratings and yeah, let's get the social medias pop. You can follow me at virtually Jaden on everything. Ashley? You can find me on Twitter at NoFunLesbian. You can find me on Instagram at Ashley.Highland. You can find our podcast in general, like Jaden said, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And yes. on YouTube, you can find us anywhere. More social medias to follow. Yes, 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 yes. Um, we will be coming with with, with, with the Life's the Drag podcast Twitter coming soon just to give you guys some clips and have stuff to promote because we want to, you know, we're, we're coming professional, honey. We're coming professional. So, um, yes, make sure you guys tell your friends. Thank you guys so much for rocking with us, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.